Are you ready? Yeah. Are you with it? Yeah. Okay, let's go. You know what to do. The whole world's watching and counting on you. And all you people listening out there, everybody, everywhere. Hang on, hang on, hang on! Welcome to Checkered Past, a loving postmodern examination of the Go-Go Check branded comic magazines published by DC Comics between February 1966 and August 1967. I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid-century masterpieces of graphic novels. This week, Wonder Woman number 165. Cover date, October 1966. Cover price, 12 cents. Cover artists, Ross Andrew and Mike Esposito. Edited by Robert Kaniger. Featuring Perils of the Paper Man. Written by Robert Kaniger. Art by Ross Andrew and Mike Esposito. Are you ready? Are you with it? Then away we go-go! Once I believed that when love came to me It would come with rockets, bells, and Timid paper plant employee Horace Throssell falls into a vat of chemicals and becomes a two-dimensional man made of paper. Horace decides to use his new power to impress the only person who had ever shown him true kindness, Diana Prince. Confused? Don't worry, I'll be right back with Dr. Husband to explain everything. Worm composter? It's indeed. I'd like to purchase a worm composter. Oh, hi, listener. We're just in the middle of a conversation about composting because we live in the country. Yes, we do compost our kitchen waste, and we have right now a rotating bin in the back. It's like a black plastic bin with two sides, and it just, uh, it's it's not working effectively. And I turn it and turn it and turn it, and it just takes forever to break down. So I'm going to move to worm composting soon. So I was just shopping for that when when Dr. Bob said, are you ready to start? I'm like, well, I'm looking up worm composters. Then he hit record. Can Bye. we have some kind of a shoot that takes the kitchen waste out of the house? No, all you have to do is place it in a place, like put it on the kitchen uh, uh, island and say, hey, can you take this out? I'll take it out for you. Oh, it's that easy. Hmm? It's that easy. You make a drink for me every night when I come home. I come home. <laughs> a drink? What's that? <laughs> and the refrigerator automatically dispenses pre-made cocktails. I don't know how it happens, but it's fantastic. I'd be happy to take out the compost for you. I'm like, what's that lovely girl on TV? Samantha? Laura Petrie. No, oh. I wish I had Samantha Powers. God, would my life be easy. Oh, my God, wouldn't it? I'd just come home and everything would be floating around the kitchen. The mm-hmm. dinner would be making itself. Pots would be stirring themselves, and you'd be sitting there, you know. Reading my magazine, watching a story. Mm -hmm. Do you know who can bring home the bacon and fry it up in a pan? Who? Wonder Woman. 
Can she? Sure. Can she for whom? For Steve Her secret Trevor. Her secret Steve Trevor, not boyfriend, secret boyfriend of Wonder Woman? What's the secret? What do you mean? Uh, she, she can't. She's uh, As Diana Prince, she's not dating him. But as right. Wonder Woman, she is. It's I, all the secret identities with it's these It's the same thing with Superman. I know. I just, oh, these people with their identities. And I hate her haircut. Of course, she told Steve that she won't marry him until all crime is gone. So, good luck, Steve. Well, you better go look someplace else, Steve. No, I really don't like her hairstyle. I know it's it's like a, isn't it some sort of a throwback to the um, um, golden age. Yes, we're still in the period where uh, Bob Kaniger is writing these fake World War II stories. Ugh. Although her hair looked exactly like this before he flashed back to the World War II. Okay, not a big change. Yeah, it kind of it looks a lot like a mullet. Well, it's hard to tell what's happening with her bangs with that tiara on. Mm-hmm. Um, I read a story last night from the 1970s Wonder Woman comic, and she in this story she lost her tiara, and she had a lovely like uh, middle part. Did she? Yeah, it was gorgeous. Did she wear nude hose? Well, that's. Uh, no, actually, because the story started, she was doing her laundry in the basement of her apartment building, and uh-huh. she was washing her Wonder Woman costume. Of course, she was worried that someone was going to walk in right. on her doing her laundry. So she had her magic lasso with her also. In case someone would walk in, she would just put her lasso around them and make them forget that right. they saw her Wonder Woman costume. <laughs> but I can report that her Wonder Woman costume is one piece. Okay. She just, it's wash and go, throw it in the dryer, you're done. I hope she has more than one. You would think, yeah, but it's no, because it, it was gifted to her by her mother, Queen Hippolyta. She on has Paradise one Island. costume, and it has to be washed. Yes, because it's a some kind of ceremonial costume. My goodness! Of course, on Paradise Island, they just take it down to the river and beat it on a rock. But <laughs> she's got the modern conveniences of washing machine. They also and, don't have newspapers on Paradise Island, do they? Well, that's I don't know. They do have mighty sophisticated medicinal laser beams and things so they might have a some kind of a daily rag <laughs> that they run around the island well they probably have a scroll scrolls or they probably yes. yeah they probably have a gal that runs around and like unrolls the scroll and says hear ye hear ye queen hippolyta today got a new hairdo <laughs> it's probably called the uh, the paradise island tattler mm-hmm. or something or the or let's the, see the, the pib the paradise b <laughs> Themyscira Tribune. Oh, Themyscira. <laughs> yes, Wonder Woman meets the villain as timely as tomorrow's newspaper in Perils of, of the, the Paper, paper Man. Man. Uh, speaking of the intersection of paper and Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. uh, I'd like everyone to go and read Brian K. Vaughn and Cliff Chang's Paper Girls. And then go to Amazon and watch Paper Girls Adaption, season one. Mm-hmm. And then adaptation. I'd like you to adaptation. adaptation, yes. And then I'd like you to write a strongly worded letter to Mr. Jeff Bezos of Amazon.com. Why? To demand that they make a season two of Paper Girls. Isn't it delightful? Yes, Isn't but it's it deli- been canceled. They're not making Why? a season two because they're idiots. It was like Stranger Things, but with all girls. Yes. It was fantastic. And then, is fantastic. since you're sitting down at your roll-top desk to write a letter anyway, <laughs> write another one to Netflix and ask them, why do I have to have closed captioning on for every 
program. I'm not hearing impaired. It's uh, no, it's it is so frustrating. We watched that. Uh, what's that? Um, Lord of the Things. Lord of the Things. Um, that, that one's not so bad, but it's not bad. But what's the? It's other? also not on Netflix. No, I'm sorry. Um, what's that one show that we like to watch? We're trying to watch. Well, we tried to watch that um, House of Dragons thing, right? That's also not on Netflix. It, Netflix is the worst. Sandman is the one we watched. Oh, so we couldn't Sandman. Understand that's a right. Freaking was, word. They might have just called it Mumbleman. And The Witcher. That's the oh, other one. Yes. And we're not the only ones. It's a thing. Like, our friends have told us about this. Yes. We've been texting with their friends. Have, do you, and it's like, you know, we're all around the same age. And we're saying, do you have to put the captions on for this show? I'm like, yes. It's crazy. It's like, and we have surround sound. So we yes. get all the high partials and everything. We get the lows, the rumbling and stuff. And we, we watch many, many programs and never had this problem. But there are certain streaming programs where it's just not engineered well. And, and it's only Netflix. And I have sound engineers in the family, so I know what I'm talking about. Yes. Yes, it's very frustrating. Well, we are, we're out of time for this week. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much, listener. We hope you enjoyed our episode of Wonder Woman. Uh, this is Wonder Woman number 165, written by Bob Kaniger and drawn by Ross Andrew. And... Uh, J. Esposito. Just Mike Esposito. Mike Esposito, sorry. Uh, we also have a nice... in. Inside cover ad for Batman the Movie, 1966, mm-hmm. which just started streaming on HBO Prime. Now they know how to do their sound. Right. Wonder Woman, as you know, Rob, is yes. as beautiful as Aphrodite. I'm going to s- pronounce these words like I did when I was eight. As beautiful as Aphrodite, <laughs> wise as Athena, swifter than Mercury, that one's easy, stronger than Hercules. But even with this array of powers, she is powerless against the maddest, wildest villain she has ever battled. And oddly enough, this villain is as flimsy as tissue paper. Impossible? You'll think differently once you see what happens when the Amazon maid pits herself against perils of the papermen. When I was a teen and I was making up my own superheroes, Mm -hmm. I made up one teenaged girl that had super strength mm-hmm. and her name was Hercules. <laughs> wow. I thought that was clever. Yes. Uh, in the splash page we have the paperman's turned himself into a paper airplane and has launched himself into Steve Trevor with a mighty thwap. Yes. That's all we can say about that. Yes. yes. That's okay. literally the only thing <clears throat> happening there. Let's two visitors. Story, shall we? Yes. Two visitors to a chemical plant. Our army nurse, Lieutenant Diana Prince. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. And Colonel Steve Trevor. Diana, you're nice company. But must you tag along after me? I'm only here to check on the new chemical process for making special paper that the army is interested in. (laughs) I can't imagine why the army wants to make special paper, but... Steve, you're still not completely cured of your war wounds. I've been assigned to look after you. Um, so this is soon after Wonder Woman has rescued Steve Trevor from his crash landing on Paradise Island and brought him back to man's world and uh, looks after him as Wonder Woman and as pretty nurse Lieutenant Diana Prince, whose identity she purchased from another woman. Just then, Horace is a tiger, a paper tiger. <laughs> He's built like a sheet of paper to... Uh, Two workers. workers clad in dungarees and what are those overalls? Overalls, have yes. Tripped Horace. Poor Horace. He looks like an accountant or something. He looks like my conducting teacher in grad school. 
You're laughing because that's true. He's a thin man. He's a thin Very man. thin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Diana shows him kindness and helps him up off the floor because these burly workers have tripped him. And he is immediately taken by her, by her kindness and beauty. She's the only person who has ever been kind to me. Her eyes were so warm, so understanding when she looked at me. She's, she's wonderful. So love comes to timid Horace, and he not only loses his heart, but his footing. Whoops! He falls into the vat of chemicals for processing the experimental paper. Let's uh, back up. It's a vat of chemicals precariously placed immediately under About the, the, walkway. Yeah, the walkway. Yeah. Also, this is World War II. Oh, weren't they trying to conserve paper and not make a lot of paper because they needed wood for the war effort? It is a great mystery what process they were going to do with this paper. Perhaps they were trying to make special armor paper. Well, or, yes, it is a new chemical process. So sentient paper. Advanced. Sentient <gasps> paper. Now that would be something mm. where the paper would just like on uh, one of those Harry Potter envelopes. Yeah. A screamatron. What are they called? <laughs> Screechers. Screechers. The envelope just opens up and screams in your face. Yes. That would be something. Only it'd have to scream in code because... It would have to um, scream to the code talkers, and they could interpret the orders. <laughs> You've really thought this one out. Um, now, Horace has fallen into this vat of chemicals, and then a fantastic figure drippingly <laughs> emerges. Yes, he's turned two-dimensional and white, and uh, he's turned into a paper man. He's made of paper. Now, if this works on a human being, I think they could take any substance on Earth and throw it in this vat and make new paper. Yes. That's we the, we'll never find out. No, we won't, because uh, HR is off today, apparently. <laughs> because instead of helping Horace, who's just been turned into an inhuman freak... They all laugh at The him. workers just make more fun of him. Now Horace really is a carbon copy of a man. <laughs> And, of course, Diana Prince steps in and says, Pity him! Don't laugh at him! Yes, she urges kindness and then immediately turns her back and walks away. <laughs> right? She doesn't say, Oh my God, Horace, I'm a nurse. Yeah, let You me... were just turned from a living tissue into living paper. Yeah. May I help you? Can we call an ambulance or nope. something? She or... walks away. Do you have any family I need to notify? No, is there any way that I can help you in any way whatsoever? Nope. 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 However, Horace does decide that he's going, for her kindness... He's going to shower her with jewels, furs, perfume, all the things a woman wants. And when I've won her love, she'll become my bride. Hmm. Later, along with the story of Horace's, Horace Throssel's... Horace Throssel, that's his name. Freak accident is another news item. Yes, Helen of Troy's flagon of perfume has been found by archaeologists, and they've lent it to a movie studio. <laughs> Priceless flagon, which miraculously, after thousands of years, still holds perfume, uh, is being lent to Mogul Pictures to publicize its forthcoming production of the movie Helen of Troy. Now, didn't your mother have a little glass bottle with some tiny little dried up amber remains of perfume? No, that was her first husband. Oh! (laughs) Did she? I don't recall that. I do. I recall that. Yeah. Huh. Uh, it's probably still here somewhere in a cupboard a box or something now uh it looks like horace throssell's freak accident has 
uh, found its way onto the front page, but below the fold because this uh, obviously the perfume bottle is the big story in town. Mm-hmm. Later, among the notables invited to the Helen of Troy movie set is Wonder Woman, accompanied by Steve Trevor. Uh, who immediately announces to Wonder Woman, I'd rather be with you than Diana Prince. God, poor, yeah. poor Wonder Woman. So this is not just uh, publicizing the forthcoming movie, but they're actually in the process of filming it. Using this priceless treasure yeah. in the actual filming mm-hmm. of the movie. That's a lot of trust. Yeah. I guess that's like Lizzo getting that uh, glass uh, crystal uh, yeah. flute. Yes. Yes. Did, you, did you actually hear her play that flute? Yeah, she's a, got she's, a master's in performance and flute. It was phenomenal. I listened to a recording of it. She's mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I, it, was, it was just unexpected for someone who makes a living in popular music in the way that she does to be sure. so, uh, so advanced in classical music. Well, look at Lady Gaga. It's a new thing to be trained and then be a pop musician. Okay. Pat cool. Benatar. She was an opera singer. She was? Yes, girl. Shut up. Yes. No. True. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well... Good for her. There's no money in opera. Mm-mm. Now she can have somebody support you for a long time. Exactly. Marry Rich if you want to be a classical musician. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're filming the movie on set with uh, throngs of tourists and visitors right there on the set. That's fine. Meanwhile, Horace the paperman is sneaking in to the closed set using his now two-dimensional flattening paper abilities Mm -hmm. and he launches himself over top of the filming to grab this perfume bottle what i think is weird is the fact that he's made out of paper but he still has the ability to move about and he has some strength to launch himself you know like as if he had muscle tones and Mm -hmm. and and bones to for the for the muscle tone for the muscles to have something to brace against. If he doesn't, he's just made out of paper. But you know, right. it's it's animated paper in some way. It's a very special scientific experimental paper. Well, yes, as we know, it was being developed for the army. So well, you don't know. Yes, you of know course. what that means. Now, Wonder Woman tries to lasso him with her magic lasso. And what do you think he does? He instantly rolls himself into a tube. Yes, like one of those. Form. It looks like one of those ear candles. Yes. And uh, and the the lasso just slips right out of his grasp, and he's still holding on to the priceless perfume. Yes. Next, for my next trick, he, he turns, turns. Yeah, go ahead. Turns into a paper plate and rolls away, like a big wagon wheel. Yeah, but he's an animated paper plate. He's, well, sure, he yeah. still has self agency. You can say prehensile. That uh, I don't know. I've only heard that in reference to tails and when plants, plants that can move about or or grab things. Really? Uh, well, I mean, I, I think I read that somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. Well, anyway, so this is the thing that's weird. There's a couple times when he does something that is just like, well, why paper? You know, I, I'm willing to to go along with the fact that he can fly and drive and throw himself, you know, slide himself under a door. But when he crunches himself into a paper ball and launches himself so hard, he actually breaks glass. Mm-hmm. And then later on, when he puts a hole in a dam, mm-hmm. uh, it's really hard to, to sure swallow that. As mentioned, he makes himself into a compact paper ball and shoots up to the skylight to break through. Yes. Now, Wonder Woman follows him, and he has jumped into 
a truck which is towing a giant prop Trojan horse. <laughs> Only in comics, folks. And he drives into what looks to be a fancy Beverly Hills neighborhood. And then to shake Diana Prince, uh, oh, excuse me, to shake, uh, he's taking the perfume vial to Diana right, Prince right, right, to right, shake right. Wonder Woman. He breaks uh, the cable holding the two away, right? Yeah. And so the Jeep goes down one road and the Trojan horse goes down another road, right. both of which are going to cause destruction. Right. Well, obviously the Trojan horse more than the Jeep because he's still in control of the Jeep. For now. Now. She gets this lasso out and just uh, flings it out and lassos both of the Jeep and the Trojan horse. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, Horace makes himself into a paper airplane and flies off with the perfume right into Diana's apartment where Wonder Woman appears and gets dressed in the nick of time. Wow, looks like she's phasing through the wall, though we know she isn't. It's super speed, I imagine. Mm -hmm. Um... So he presents this perfume to you, and she is not having it. What do you think? Maybe his voice, if I can do this. Yes. Diana, darling, I love you. Here is the first token of my undying love for you. Or maybe it sounds like when you talk through a comb with a piece of paper. Oh, yeah. Diana, do it. I can't do it. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Now, she says, sorry. I can't accept a stolen gift. I can only love an honest man unless you've got a ring in your pocket. (laughs) Oh, I added that last part. (laughs) Now, he just assumes she's playing hard to get, like all women do. Which he's read about in books because he's never actually had a girlfriend. Right. Right. Uh, So, just then a knock at the door. It's Steve. Uh Uh-oh. Asking, is my lovely gal in there? Now, Paperman thinks he's asking about Diana. And he thinks that Steve is his rival. No, Steve's asking, is Wonder Woman in there with you? Why would he think that Wonder Woman would be in there? Well, because, you know, that's how he gets in touch with Wonder Woman. He tells Diana to find Wonder Woman. He doesn't know the difference. Mm. So, uh, Paperman yep. slips under the door yep. and trips up Steve. Good. I hate Steve. <laughs> um, and he folds himself into a long envelope and puts himself into the mail chute. <laughs> Bye! <laughs> But first, he promises he's going to bring her a priceless fur coat. Yes, because all women love fur. Yeah, I guess in the night, I mean, World War II, they would have still wore sure. furs. Yes. Yeah. Um, now, wait a minute. What? Well, she's in an army uniform here three seconds ago. Now she's in a full on nurse's she outfit with switched. paper hat and all. Well, she's, is she in an army uniform? Yes. There's, there's the little yeah. thing, uh, epaulette in her collar. Okay. So yes, or rather the insignia on her collar. And so a yes, tie. she switched. Wow. And that was quick. Yeah. Well, she does have super speed. So yeah, but did paperman notice? I guess not. Hmm. Uh, you know, who didn't notice? Ross Andrew, because he didn't read the script very carefully. I guess not. He just drew whatever he wanted. Yeah. Um, so later, the rarest fur coat we hear on the news. Mm. Television news in World War II. That's something. Mm-hmm. I mean, a television did exist in World War II, but it wasn't anywhere where uh, Diana Prince could have it in her apartment. Mm-mm. The rarest fur coat in the world is to be exhibited by the Northwoods Fur Trappers Association to the fashion magazine editors tomorrow. Hmm. 
She says, Paperman gave me a clue to his next crime. Later, at the site of the widely publicized Fur Trappers exhibit, which we note is outdoors. So I, so it's it's an outdoor exhibit, yep. which is kind of weird. Uh-huh. And um, they're all there, and, and there's a model wearing a very expensive fur coat. It's the rarest fur coat in the world, Rob. It's a rare sable. Perfectly, um, perfectly matched, matched. Rare sable, unique in all the world. What's so weird about this is that... Um, it says there's a there's a big uh, billboard behind yep. the, the the model and it says furriers to show priceless fur coats for fifty million dollars. Yeah, fifty million. Fifty million dollars. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, now, it's a lot of money back then. Certainly. I, I don't think. I think that math is a little wrong. Did a child write this story? Uh, Bob Kaniger. Okay. So. so okay. Not a child. But no. Childlike imagination. Uh, young at heart. Young at heart. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, the paper man, as we could have figured, has camouflaged himself as part of the newspaper display page that is the billboard behind the model. And he takes the fur coat and flies away. And he's, part one. He's like silly putty. He's, whatever you press him down on, he's got printed right on his body. It's amazing. I'll say. Oh, well, he tries to get away. Oh, yes, but yeah. Wonder Woman snatches him up. We're in part two now. Part two. Um, he's about to blow away with his loot, but Wonder Woman catches him and repeats what Diana had said earlier, that a girl can't love a man until she respects his integrity and honesty. And then in this thing, he says, but the wily paper man shows his, in air quotes, teeth. Yeah. He says, you forget, Wonder Woman. Paper can cut. And then he... Waves his arm so it would sound like this. Yeah. What? What? She's like super strong. What is he doing? Well, he's trying to give her a paper cut, and he should have gone for that. You notice that her index and middle finger are spread apart. He should have gone for that in between. Oh, right in between. Yeah. She'd be defeated. She would be. She'd be go, Ow. Yeah. <laughs> ah. That's what she would have done. Yes, and she'd have to go to the medicine cabinet and get some mercurochrome right, right. away. Uh, nope, though he... The webbing between the fingers. Yes. He turns himself into an airplane again and flies what? off with the fur coat. Now, how is this going to work aerodynamically? It is... It is it, well, I mean, it's so heavy now with the fur coat. You'd think that he'd have to have some giant wings in the back to right. counterbalance Right, and how is it. he being propelled? He's... He he can only float on wind as a paper airplane. I, well, he can. He is uh, able to to fly himself. Like he's able to turn his wings and such. So, if you will, um, or, or yeah. So so maybe he's able to just sort of sense the drift and and I I, I really want to believe this, but this this character is not that scary or clever. Although he did steal a famous sure. bottle of perfume and he stole a famous fur coat. So, I mean, an expensive fur coat. So, okay. It's now, just so hard to believe this story. Well, we're used to that. Yes. Of now, course, especially when Bob Kaniger's written. Yes. Yeah. Wonder Woman summons her invisible robot plane, not by mental telepathy, which is the usual method of summoning her robot plane, but just by putting her palm to her mouth and shouting, Calling robot plane! <laughs> robot plane, come in! <laughs> oh. So off she goes in pursuit of the paper man who has 
uh, found himself on the edge of the dam. Here we go. He forms his fist into a pea shooter shaped thing. And this man made of paper is able to use his pea shooter to shoot a spitball, I guess. Well, he says uh, a concentrated, a miniature concentrated bomb. Made of? Well, I don't know. It leads me to believe that he's stolen some hardware somewhere, that he's got some little mini bombs. I didn't get the idea that he was forming this out of his own body, because otherwise we haven't seen him split his limbs from himself. Maybe the model had a bomb in her coat. Oh, that's possible. Let's just go with that. Okay, okay. yeah. Um, of course, the dam is starting to leak right away. So Wonder Woman, as she would, commands her plane to spin over the leak faster and faster until it forms a water spout, which she can then direct to the desert, which will help the desert bloom. Uh, okay. Water doesn't work like that, but okay. No, and also deserts don't work like that. It's probably just going to uh, flood quickly and then, and then sink into the ground and then there'll be desert again tomorrow. Right. Yeah. Um, now she's got to repair the dam. But she did buy herself some time. She's using boulders yeah, sure, and, she's, sure, sure, and sure. she's repaired the dam. Um, Which I imagine is is great. Now, how are they going to fix that dam? If you had to fix a dam, what would you do? Would you? Well, first of all, she's going to have to siphon all of the water that's backed up behind the dam. That's going to take. Well, she's some time. not going to have to. She's she's doing doing the temporary fix. She's created a dam, a boulder dam, to seal the hole, right? But not yet. She hasn't. Well, that's what she does. Well, yeah, but I'm saying there's no there's going to be no point when water won't be rushing out of the dam that will give her any, like she's created this distraction for herself needlessly because. Well, there still is going to be water. Well, what out. they're going to have to do to fix this dam that he's done is either drop in a temporary dam behind it with some with some uh, concrete walls, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Well, they're going to have to bring the water level down, which you can control in a dam. So they yeah. have to bring the water level down below where the, where he's made the hole sure. and fix it that way. Or they're going to have to drop in a new wall and create a spa- an airspace between the old wall and the new wall and then go in and fix the dam and then repair it and then lift up the old wall. Or third. What? It's called Superman. He can use heat vision to seal up the crack. Oh, that's what they really should do. It's the fastest way to fix it. And I think that she's got some kind of a phone on her plane. Oh, no, wait, she doesn't. It's World War II. Right. They don't have mobile phones No, then. No, that's why she had to yell at the plane. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> right. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That tracks. Okay. Um, now, she realizes that uh, Paper Man's bound to show up at Diana's apartment. Mm-hmm. So she's got to make quick work of this boulder dam thing she's making. Mm-hmm. Because she's also got to meet Steve at the charity drive tonight mm. to donate an Amazon jeweled crown. She is so busy. Very busy. We were at a charity function last night, weren't we? We sure were. We didn't uh, win anything. It was an auction. Yeah. We weren't high bidders on anything, nor were we lucky in the round. We raffle. tried. Sure we did. Yeah, but we weren't. We just didn't, didn't bid high enough. No, we didn't. Yeah. But they got our money. That's the important part. Because yes, and now we had a good can, time. We yes. Laughed. Yeah, it's great. Now... Wonder Woman goes to her apartment and or goes to Diana's apartment and hides in the closet because she's going to surprise Paperman, but he doesn't show up. No, and she's got to go to the hospital, right? Yeah, she's got work to do. Mm-hmm. She goes to the hospital. She starts typing up a report about her paper cut. I guess. 
Wonder Woman received a paper cut at 0300. Uh, wouldn't you know it? Paperman is disguised as the paper in her typewriter. Oh, I never saw that coming. I did. He says, I bought your sable. I put it in your filing cabinet under L for love. You idiot. It should go under S for sable or M for mink. <laughs> Paperman, you must stop this thievery. Don't you realize a woman can't love a man until she respects his integrity and honesty? What? That's what Wonder Woman said just a page ago. He says the exact words Wonder Woman used. She must have been talking to you, trying to turn you against me. Or she must be you. What? No. He gets angry and launches himself out the window. He loves this paper airplane trick. Mm -hmm. That's all. I mean, really, that's all he can get around. The only way he can get around. Now he says, stop listening to that busybody. I'm going to bring you tonight a jeweled crown that will make you you the queen of love and beauty well she looks right at us and she says crown queen of love and beauty he must mean the amazon jeweled crown that aphrodite gave me to present to the great charity drive tonight hmm but first she thinks i have to let him go a nurse can't leave her duties of writing up reports <laughs> on paper cuts yeah mm-hmm. uh now he's already gotten a hideout the Ajax Paper Collection Company. Okay, well, that's a nod to World War II when they had paper drives and they sure. were collecting paper back. No danger of fire there. No. Um, so he reads in the newspaper that Steve Trevor will be escorting Wonder Woman to the charity drive tonight. Good. I'll not only destroy that busybody Wonder Woman and my rival, but I'll steal the crown at the same time for Diana Prince. That night. We've got uh, the giant penny from the Batcave. <laughs> is that where it is? It's from the Batcave? Wait a minute. So that Wait penny, a second. Yeah. Did you see the year on the penny? Yes, 1965. 65. What? What? <sighs> Ross, Andrew, did, is not on board with this World War II situation. No, and actually, isn't this 1966 that this is written? Yes, but, I mean, they would have had some lead time, I guess. Okay. But. Oh, we've blown a hole in this whole operation. Oh, I can't believe this. Well, you are right about us being post-World War II. I mean, mean, World War II, right? Right, because he's flashed back to the mere weeks after Wonder Woman rescued Steve. Unless... he It's Kanegar, he just doesn't care. And he's pretending that all of this just happened in the 60s. Wow. Which also would track with Wonder Woman, because after the crisis on Infinite Earths, they just uh, redid her origin and just set it in the present day instead of having it be a flashback origin. Well, all the hairstyles of the women that you can see in the charity gala, Uh they all track with 1960s hairdos. That's also true. Mm -hmm. Um, We have a giant dangling globe with thorns sticking out of it. It, with a sign over this is the thorns of hunger are everywhere you get it you get it mm-hmm. um now steve wants all of wonder woman's attention on him but she is uh scanning the room for paper man mm-hmm. i think he'd be pretty easy to spot since she since he's uh pale white and two-dimensional you'd think here comes the highlight of the evening, Amazon Island's contribution, a gold crown of Aphrodite to be auctioned off for this worthy charity. Suddenly, <gasps> it's Paperman. He's been disguised as wallpaper. He was here all along. And he rips himself off the wall. First of all, 
that's not happening. He needs a vinegar solution and some steam or something. He, <laughs> that's not <laughs> how you get wallpaper off. Mm-mm. Uh, and he's got, uh, not only steals the crown, but he's got some kind of snipping device, which uh, he snips the chain holding that globe up. Mm. And it's going to crash down to earth. And kill people. Yeah. Luckily, Wonder Woman grabs that giant penny up and uh, protects the populace by blocking the globe. Then Paperman escapes uh, by forming himself into a kite. Yeah. And going out the window with but the she crown. Says, but she says, relax. I took the precaution of substituting the real crown for one of papier-mâché. Of course she did. Mm-hmm. That'd be the first thing I would do. I'd find every valuable object in town. Then she leans out the window and sends out a mighty puff of super breath. I was not aware that she had super breath powers, but apparently she does. She does. She blows kite uh, paper man still with his wallpaper pattern into into the window of the next building which just happens to be a printing press office he gets sucked into a printing press ha ha he's becoming part of the paper already in the rollers steve exclaims and is quickly uh, packed into some herald press trucks for delivery <laughs> Like, it's impossible for them to tell which one is him. Yes. Or where he is, if he's even alive. He has now been pressed into the paper. Extra, extra, paper man falls to his doom. But interesting is that we don't get this from the editor. We get it right from her. Yes. Wonder Woman. She says, has he? Or will he leap out of the headlines again? She's breaking the fourth wall. Right, because normally we would get that in the last um, little block from the editor, right? Yeah. Hmm. We wonder, though, with Wonder Woman... Is the paper man wrapped up at last? Paper man is hyphenated for longtime listeners. Your guess is as good as ours. He won't be back. He won't? No. Um, I mean, he could honestly be, be taken care of with one lighter or a sure. match. Uh, when I was little, mm-hmm. I did not have my own paper route because I helped the neighbor girls with their paper routes. Okay. Um, I don't want to use their real names, but it rhymes with Neiman Schneider. <laughs> and uh, there were two sisters. Uh, we'll call them Fairy May and <laughs> Janet. <laughs> and their father had built these huge, uh, like wheelbarrow kinds of things, but they had bicycle tires affixed on either side so okay. that they could get their paper deliveries and put them in this wagon and wheel around the neighborhood. Uh-huh. Um, now, I helped them both from time to time, but I preferred to help Fairy May. Okay. Because she was nicer. Oh, okay. And I had a little crush on her. Okay. And her route went by the 7-Eleven. And so she'd always give me a shiny quarter and I could buy a gobstopper or wax lips or whatever I wanted that day. <laughs> And then her route continued down by Johnny's Glen Avenue Grill, which was a speakeasy bar smack dab in the middle of a residential neighborhood. Uh The only business within two miles was Johnny's Glen Avenue Grill, which is still there. Is that um, where your mother... uh went forced you to go in and retrieve your father no that was the chalice lounge oh, the chalice that was lounge. up on fifth avenue it was yes. very fancy 
Really? Uh-huh. She had you go in and retrieve your father from the chalice lounge. Well, she was in no condition to walk or drive, but she but did drive nonetheless. She drove you drunk, too. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. It's amazing you survived. Dro- drove me drunk and left my uh, toddler younger sister at home alone. <laughs> <laughs> the 70s were a wild time. Oh, my God. Yeah. You could do whatever you want. You want to do a time machine mailbag? Yeah, hell yeah, let's do it. All right. Time Machine Mailbag, where we read letters from the past and answer them today. Time Machine Mailbag, better late than never is what mother used to say. Dear Dr. Husband, for almost two years, I have been going steady with a boy I like a lot. When I'm not with him, I think I'm in love with him and miss him something awful. But when we are together, something changes and I can't understand it. I'll try to explain. If, for instance, we go for a Coke, he sometimes sits across from me and doesn't say a word all the time we're there. Other times, he stares at other girls deliberately trying to annoy me, I think. Still other times, he just daydreams and I might as well be a thousand miles away. He makes me feel as though he'd rather be alone or with someone else instead of me. I really don't understand him. I love him very much and have tried hard to please him. I always try to be attentive and never give him a hard time when he asks for a date. But all this doesn't matter. He makes me feel awful. What can I do? Signed, Ignored. Well, Ignored. It sounds like this is not working out. Mm -mm. You clearly want someone who's going to have conversations with you, who's going to look at you and pay attention to you and make you feel very special. You are young and it's, of course, natural for you to want these things. So I say, dump him. I say there are lots more men out there to choose from and I'm sure you can find someone that can keep your heart beating fast and hold your attention as well. Good advice. Dear Dr. Bob, I guess you don't get many letters from boys, but I'd like you to write one for all the boys I know personally. All of us have the same problem. What do you do with girls who call you on the phone all the time? I don't mind getting a call if a girl really has something to say, but these girls who call up just to fool around make me mad. They don't seem to be very bright because they never say anything worth listening to, and as far as I'm concerned, They just waste my time. Why can't girls realize if a guy wants a date, he'll ask for one? Signed, Annoyed. Dear Annoyed, you don't have to answer the phone every time it rings. Also, it sounds like you like spending more time with your little boyfriends than with any girl that's going to call you up. So I'd just recommend going down to the roller rink or the penny arcade or whatever it is you fellas like to do and just have a ball. (laughs) Dear Dr. Husband, I'm always confused about whether or not I should open doors for myself when I'm entering them with a man. I should like to learn to be very smooth about this, but usually I end up feeling foolish when the man and I grab for the doorknob at the same time. What's the rule if there is one? Signed, Anna L. Well, Anna, it doesn't say where you live, but... Me, being a proper Southern gentleman, I was raised by my mother to always open doors for women. Always. No matter what. Uh, It's a subtle thing that you have to do. Just sort of watch his body language. If he tries to step up and reach out, then just 
stand back and let him do that and say thank you. Uh, if he doesn't grab the door for you, then it's absolutely fine. I have a dear friend who insists that she not have men open doors for her, and she is a dear friend, and I try to respect that of her. But then I've also told my dear friend, I said, well, you didn't have a mother who used to backhand you when you didn't open doors for women. So uh, just remember that some boys are raised to open doors for women, and you just pay attention to it, and if it doesn't happen, it's fine. You're from the South, eh? Mm-hmm. Why didn't you call her Miss Anna? Mm-hmm. Dear Dr. Bob, I love to write letters. So a few weeks ago, I found the names of three pen pals in a magazine and wrote to them. One is in Africa, one is in Alaska, and one in Spain. As you see, I'm interested in writing to boys and girls in other lands. The thing that bothers me is that it was four weeks ago since I wrote my first letter to each of these people, and I've had no replies yet. Why do you think this happened? Should I write again and try to find out what's wrong? Or wait. Signed, Myra. Dear Myra, I'm writing to you from 55 years in the future where Postmaster Louis DeJoy was appointed by the defeated former president specifically to delay mail delivery. So what you can do instead of writing letters to people in other countries is go around your local high school and community and register your friends to vote. Because in a few years, you'll gain a very important right that's going to be taken away from you within your lifetime. So remember, register and vote. Time Machine Mailbag, where we read letters from the past and answer them today. Time Machine Mailbag, better late than never is what Mother used to say. Well, what an exciting weekend and day. Hurricane, uh... Well, the remnants of the hurricane brought us some much-needed rain. I'll say. Mm-hmm. I wish it would stop raining. I don't want to have to mow the grass again until next spring. Oh, we're going to have to mow the grass again, for Who's sure. this we you're talking about? But mulch the leaves, if nothing else. I see. Mm-hmm. Well, that's one of those man things that I never learned how to do. You can find us on social media at GoGoCheckPod. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your free podcast downloads from. And you can find us right back here each and every week. You got it. Ish. Ish. Anything to add? No, I hope you all have a great week. Same, girl, same. <laughs> Bye. Bye. That's getting better.